Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and my guest today is Teresa Metcalf, the Vice President of Economic Development for the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC. How are you doing today, Teresa? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, thank you for coming over here today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Before we get going today, I wanted to quickly add that if listeners are interested in more stories about people doing good in and around El Paso County, or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, To get started, though, Teresa, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and how you came to be in your current position. Wonderful. Yes. So um, I actually started with the Chamber in EDC back in September of 2022. I'm currently the VP of Economic Development for the Colorado Springs Chamber in EDC, And prior to that, I was working for a small rural economic development organization in Central Texas. So I've been in economic development for a little over six years, and it truly is my passion. Um, I have a servant heart, and this gives me an opportunity to give back to the community in a truly impactful way. Very good. And so can you tell me a little bit about the chamber itself and how their good work impacts our region here in El Paso County? Sure. So the Chamber um, of Commerce has four pillars within the organization offering support in government affairs. So we are actively um, working towards pursuing and helping with legislation that would be impactful for our business within Colorado Springs. So we have a a group of individuals that come together and evaluate those legislation. And we have someone during legislative session that are up there and advocating for the businesses in Colorado Springs. And we also have a pillar for defense development, which, you know, is pretty integral to our community, given the five military installations and their presence, as well as the businesses that want to interact with them. So we kind of we are kind of like the liaison between those businesses and the um, military installations. Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, So can you share a little bit more about your role specifically and your team's role, uh, the economic development team there? Sure. So that's one of the other pillars is economic development. And I would say that really um, what we focus on is both not only the recruitment of projects into the area, but really also on our business retention and expansion efforts. So looking at our local businesses, really helping to remove barriers, helping them through their expansion and opportunities for growth. Seth Pruitt is our Director of Project Management. Sherry Hoffman is our Director for Business Retention and Expansion. And then um, Tasha Baker is our Data Guru. So she is our <laughs> in, um, Business Intelligence Manager. Very nice. And So who are some of the economic uh, development partners that you guys work with? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I just want to preface this by saying I came from an area where I really thought um, that they had the market on collaboration. Okay. (laughs) And when I came here, I was really blown away at the level of collaboration with all of the economic development entities, both local and state. Mm -hmm. Um, So on a very regular basis, almost on a daily basis, we're communicating with those economic development partners. So El Paso County, City of Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs Utilities, and of course, OEDIT, which is the Colorado Office of Economic Development and International Trade. And then we also have a slew of other organizations that we work with within the community that aren't necessarily directly related or we're working with on a daily basis for economic development, but they're hugely impactful in the work that we do. And I would say top of the list is Catalyst Campus and Exponential Impact. 
Okay. Uh, you mentioned uh, something called OEdit, which was the Office of Economic Development and International Trade. Uh, what exactly is their role here in the region? What do people need to know about them? Yeah, so they are a state organization. Um, they focus primarily, again, on that international trade. Um, and we work in partnership with them to attract um, nationally. So within the United States, the parameters of the U.S. for that yeah. recruitment effort. Um, they're an integral part of um, what we do in economic development and assist with that recruitment effort. They are the state organization that manages the state incentives packages. Primarily, we work with them towards the Job Growth Incentive Tax Credit, the Strategic Fund, um, and the AIA grant. So those are the three that we really focus on the most with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but phenomenal organization as far as collaboration and communication um, and really being a, a huge supporter for the Colorado Springs area. So just recently, it was announced that Meyer Berger is going to be coming here to Colorado Springs and, yep. and build build out a campus here, bringing hundreds of jobs to the region. Is that one of the uh, partnerships that you worked with OEdit on, or is that done through other partners? Well, I would say it's across the board for okay. all of our partners that I just mentioned. Um, yeah, it, it takes it takes a an entire community when you're working with um, in an international company. I mean, I would have to say that in the course of the 20 months that I've, the 20 months of the projects that we're tracking right now, this is the first international company that we've attracted. So it was a huge win, not only in that aspect, but also because it's really going to be impactful on our um, efforts to get towards net zero mm-hmm. by 2040. Okay. And you've mentioned a couple times about collaboration between different organizations and even departments within your own team. Why is that collaboration so important, specifically within economic development? Yeah, I think sometimes in communities, we we get so busy and focused on the work that we're doing that we end up working in a silo. Mm -hmm. And we're not communicating. So there can be some overlap of efforts, there can be some redundancies. Um, So when you have that collaboration, it really helps to streamline the entire process, keep people focused on a central mission. And so I think that you you just get better traction, things move quicker. And I can attest to the fact that things in project management here move very fast. <laughs> so again, I think that's just a testament to the collaboration and all of the people that are working together. Um, monthly, we meet for mm-hmm. a prospect review meeting. We pull all of those community partners together, including the downtown partnership. Um, as well as the airport and the Peak Innovation Park um, Development Group to discuss those project pipelines, maybe what are some of the obstacles, what are we doing to, to get traction on those projects and move them forward. Um, and again, that's just a, a, a perfect example of not working within silos, working towards a common goal mm-hmm. to really create a diverse economy in our community. Yeah, so you mentioned that things move pretty fast, relatively fast, probably, <laughs> around, <laughs> around here when it comes to that. Uh, does I'm sure that creates a lot of good outcomes, but does that also create problems of its own when things move that fast? It can. So I think that we're looking at that very strategically at what we need to be doing um, in partnership with our infrastructure. You know, we've said um, in the past, we have a phenomenal Colorado Springs utilities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been great at meeting projects for when they're coming here to meet their needs to get them um, established in the community. Um, now, really, this the next stage of what we need to be doing is being a little bit more strategic in our future plans for infrastructure growth 
to accommodate the speed at which these projects want to enter the community. Mm -hmm. So typically in the past, I would say prior to COVID, we in economic development, you could have a project in your pipeline that you were working with from anywhere for a year to two years. Sure. What we're seeing from the beginning of the project, communicating with us to the end, um, really is about a six-month window. Wow. And I would say with Meyerberger, you know, that process was actually only 11 weeks. Oh, my goodness. So the, the speed at which they need to be up and running and in the community, that all goes back to the cost of doing business. Um, and so these monthly meetings that we have and the ongoing communication on a daily and weekly basis with our partners are really integral to be able to accommodate that fast entry. Yeah. How does the chamber go about proactively attracting new business to our area? Yeah, I would say number one, um, you know, we, we partner with the entire front range of Colorado to go out on recruitment missions, specifically in our target sectors. Mm -hmm. And we market first Colorado as a whole, but then definitely dive down into what it looks like to possibly choose Colorado Springs as your home. So we have those recruitment efforts where we're actually going out to the states um, we just recently completed a recruitment effort into Florida um, regarding aerospace and defense mm -hmm. sector. Um, and then we travel for conventions and forums. We connect with site selectors across the nation. Um, you know, those site selectors are really the ones that, that are the front door entry into project development okay. and recruitment. And so having those great relationships with site selectors is really important to develop that pipeline of projects. Yeah. And how... I, I like, this is like way over my head, honestly. Uh, how do you identify companies that are a good fit for the region? You know, certainly bringing all businesses here may not make a whole lot of sense, but how do you identify the ones that make sense for our region that would benefit uh, the residents here in the El Paso County area? Sure. So we have three primary and proactive sectors that we focus on. That's aerospace and defense, cybersecurity and software development, and then advanced manufacturing, but very specific to the semiconductor um, technology and supply chain. And so I would say that with some of our recent wins in regard to semiconductor expansion opportunities here in Colorado Springs with Integris and Microchip, mm -hmm. um, we're, we are actively engaging with them to look at their supply chain and how we might be able to assist with relocating or expansion opportunities for um, companies within that supply chain to locate within Colorado Springs. So that goes back to our business retention expansion efforts, making sure that we're taking care of the businesses that are already here and looking for opportunities through their supply chain, through their needs to grow their business, what that looks like for recruitment. So I would say that's our number one. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other opportunity is um, to look, we have, we have access to several different software platforms where we kind of run an analysis. Mm -hmm. It's a very high level. I was going to say, um, this is salsa over my head, but no, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but it's great. So this is where Tasha is just, you know, a superstar on uh -huh. our team. Um, so she's able to pull data on companies that are looking to expand. Mm -hmm. And then we evaluate whether or not those would be good fits um, in the community. Okay. And then we have the opportunity to, I would say recently limited, we've had the opportunity to go out and actively um, travel to them. Um, I'll talk a little bit if we have some time about the Titans campaign, which will give okay. us some more opportunities to do that. Um, 
But right now we've just been doing that really in conjunction with travel that we already have planned. So mm-hmm. to any of the forums or conferences that we're attending, we're looking for opportunities to engage with those companies then. Yeah. So you mentioned Integris. I mentioned Meyer Burger. These are some wins that I would say came to the El Paso County region recently. Um, and also recently, El Paso County has actually been recognized for the great work that they're doing in the economic development space. Uh, Can you share a bit more about some of those recent wins and why you think we were successful as an entire region? Yeah, so we're tracking over the last 20 months, 13 project wins, and those vary. Those are some expansion and some recruitment effort projects. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say, number one, the reason I think that we have, what we've heard time and time again from these companies is the ability to... um, you know, the chamber and EDC kind of acts as the one stop or the quarterback for all of the economic development efforts. Mm-hmm. And so having a central location or a central point of contact that can convene all of these partners together, um, and again, working towards that quickly convening and quickly um, eliminating any obstacles for entry into the market has been a really crucial decision maker for these companies. So they come in and we consistently hear from them that they were just blown away by the communication and the collaboration within the community and the welcoming spirit. And, you know, when you're, when you're making a significant decision of investment into a community, whether it's an expansion or it's a, you know, a relocation opportunity, the number one is, is how do they feel about the community? Mm -hmm. We can, we can talk about incentives and we can talk about all kinds of different things, but when they come into the community, they have the opportunity to meet Um, leadership within the community. They have an opportunity to tour our area and to understand the quality of place and the amenities that we provide. All of that is just such a a central component to the decision-making. Very good. And can you share about some other efforts that may be underway to support business expansion and retention here in our region? Yeah, so we have a dedicated person, Sherry Hoffman, who's our Director of Business Retention Expansion on our team. Um, And she is actively every day going out and meeting with businesses and having those conversations. Now, she, she meets with businesses within our target sectors because mm-hmm. um, we can't be everything to everyone. Right, <laughs> right um, of course. Um, but that's not to say that if we are not approached by a company that's not within our sectors, that we don't have the opportunity to provide them connections or other resources and point them in the right direction. So that's where our partnership with the um, Small Business Development Center mm-hmm. has become a really crucial part. Um, being able to host them has been really instrumental in assisting with small business efforts and with some of those businesses that do need help that, but we can't provide the resources in, in a traditional manner for. So I would say, you know, the small business efforts and our partners within that, um, but also those those daily meetings mm-hmm. um, and being face to face with our company so that they understand that once they're here, you know, it's not just all about the, re- the recruitment. Right, right. That once they land here, we have a full aftercare program where we're continuing to gauge with them ongoing throughout the rest of the lifetime of their company in Colorado Springs to help them understand that it's not just about getting them here. It's about keeping them here and, and their ability to grow here. Yeah. You mentioned the Small Business Development Center. You host them now, mm-hmm. uh, whereas it was just recently with El Paso County. Yep. How have you seen that benefit uh, your the work that you guys are doing hosting the Small Business Development Center yourselves now? Well, I think, again, it just gives us that really very direct um, resource and opportunity to connect with them. Um, you know, we've gone through some evaluating processes of 
of what initiatives and events they're holding and what resources they provide um, and removing some of overlap within our organization so that we can really be focused and dedicated on the work that nobody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just really important to continue to engage with our partners um, in that aspect so that um, resources are not being spread right. over duplication, um, that we're each individually focusing, but at the same time coming together and to talk about what needs to be developed, what's working, what's not working, what we're hearing from the business community. Very good. Uh, so speaking of the business community, uh, what are the benefits for a business to be part of the Colorado Springs Chamber and EDC? Yeah, I would say that, you know, we offer, offer a range of opportunities for membership starting at $400, which is really kind of our our um, networking, I would say, the networking benefit level, Mm -hmm. Um, but all the way up to um, board of directors and board of governors level interaction. Um, And so there's something for everybody within that. Um, Again, access to the government affairs, so really being able to have a voice at legislation, um, have somebody that's advocating for things that might negatively affect your business. Mm -hmm. That's a a big one. Um, And the defense development, I would say, Again, another one um, crucial to expanding some of our entrepreneurs within our community that are really looking to gain entry um, and how they interact with the Department of Defense. And so Jesse Kimber is our VP of Defense Development, and um, you know she just does incredible work at being able to remove some of those barriers. Mm-hmm. They offer a lot of events that our businesses are able to attend to make those direct connections with defense Um, with the Department of Defense, but also with other um, businesses that have found the pathway um, to contracting with the Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. And then I would say most recently, we just announced our Titans campaign. Okay. Um, And so this will give businesses a very unique opportunity um, to engage and really to become an extension of the economic development team. So with that membership... Um, it is a it is a council of the chamber, and so you do have to be a, a chamber member. Um, but, but to be a part of that council really gives you direct access to the project pipeline. You're engaged in our everyday communication as far as the projects that we're working on, maybe what some of those obstacles are. We're looking for um, partners that are passionate about economic development and growing business here. Um, so these are people that will be traveling with us mm-hmm. to go to in-market visits as we get more proactive um, to actually go out into the market, into the states that we're recruiting from and being very targeted within our primary sectors and our proactive sectors mm-hmm. um, to recruit from. So they'll really be an extension of our economic development team, which is is cool. So yeah. if you have a passion for economic development, <laughs> You know, if, if you if you want to be in the know, right, right um, everybody on that council will have to sign a non-disclosure agreement because of the confidentiality of the projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a really unique way to be engaged. Yeah. Very good. So in your opinion, what's on the horizon for the region, right? Like what topics and problems are you and other economic development partners looking to solve in the coming years? Yeah, so I would say that um, based on a lot of the conversations that we have with our economic development um, partners locally, but also as we're engaging at some of these forums and we're, we're um, going to these site selector initiatives where we're, we're speaking to site selectors, I would say really a need in ensuring that we are proactively marketing our area correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Right now we are working with Colorado Springs Utilities on a site readiness program to really look at our community, where we want to grow strategically, and what does that, what needs to happen in order for us to do that. So, you know, um, we say in economic development, if you're not growing, you're dying. Okay. But <laughs> you have to have very strategic growth. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that is also setting aside areas where we are intentionally looking at the best opportunities for a specific industry. Um, because if you don't do that, a lot of times what happens in communities that are just outside of large metropolitan areas is you kind of become a bedroom community where everything gets bought up and used for, for uh, residential real estate. And so it's really important that we are being strategic and mindful of our growth um, and the industries that we're pursuing um, because we want to have a thriving ecosystem within Colorado Springs. We don't just want to be a bedroom community. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's, that's a big one, being very strategic um, and looking what we need to do to market our area appropriately um, and the sites that we have available to do that. And part of that is working very closely with Colorado Springs Utilities um, and the infrastructure for planning for the future. And then the other thing that is really um, an obstacle, I would say, across the nation that is always the mine um, the front of topic in conversation um, is is workforce readiness. So we're engaging very actively with our K through 12 um, with the districts across Colorado Springs to look for opportunities to engage with industry partners on how we can build out our CTE programs um, so that they're that they are um, really geared towards the business now and the needs of our current employers but also for the future growth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're a highly educated community. Over 50% of our um, population has either an associate's degree or higher. But what we're seeing is that's imported talent. Mm -hmm. And so we now we really need to take the next step and work with our school districts to grow from within. Yeah. And to make sure that we have a very solid pipeline um, for the future. Yeah. So you mentioned having essentially the space to house these large companies, these large organizations. How important then is it to work with the city and the county? Because I, I think as maybe some people know, maybe some people don't, certain areas are zoned for certain types of construction, right? You can't build a massive power plant in the middle of a residential area, right? Like you can only do certain things in certain places. So how important then is it to work so closely with the city and the county to make sure those businesses that you're bringing in that'll be important to the economic stability of the region, we still have the actual space for them and and have the zoning for that? Right. And I think it's integral, right? So those conversations are crucial Mm -hmm. Um, and we're having them. And I think that the city and the county have done an excellent job with that. You know, I I love to call out Peak Innovation Park for the work that they've done in that master plan development. That's really the the picture. That's really the example um, of what it's like to have an area that is is master planned. It's mindful. It's strategic. Um, it's a long-term plan, so mm-hmm. we have opportunities to look within that park for a very specific industry to recruit there. And so that's really the model. Yeah. Um, if we look at what they've done in Peak Innovation Park and, and we look for other opportunities where there's large um, um, areas of acreage for development, that would really be the model going forward. Um, you know, in site selection, when we're dealing with those site selectors, their job is to eliminate us. Yeah. Their job is not to include us right. in, in the process, right? So they're just trying to narrow down the list. And so, again, going back to that site readiness plan 
and um, the efforts that Peak Innovation Park has done for their master plan development, that's really crucial in getting us on that short list. Yeah. So when a project is looking around, um, knowing what truly is available, whether it's infrastructure, um, whether it's topography challenges, all of those kinds of things are barriers mm -hmm. for getting into the market fast. And yeah. so if we have a plan um, and we're marketing it appropriately to let them know, here's what the infrastructure is available, you know, the site's graded, it's, it's ready for you to go. Um, that all is what gets us closer and closer to that short list. Very cool. And I think we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> it feels like we've covered a lot of ground while you've been here. But I wanted to give you a chance uh, to add anything else that you think maybe we uh, have missed talking about so far. Yeah, I kind of spoke a little earlier about the 20 months and the projects that we've um, been tracking over um, that last 20 months. And, you know, we've had amazing success in both expansion and recruitment efforts, um, 13 project wins, um, and I just want to say, because of that collaboration and that partnership, that's $2 billion in capital investment coming into the community. That's over 2,820 new jobs wow. that are being created in the community. And, and those are high-paying, well-benefits, you know, great benefits, just um, quality jobs for our community. Yeah. Um, and, and in that, over the course of those 13 projects, the, the average annual wages for all of those projects is about $100,000 a year. So, you know, our average annual wage for El Paso County is 60151 So when you're looking at the magnitude of the salaries that are being generated yeah. um, through this project development, it is creating that, that quality of life um, and that, um, that ability for people to... Um, upskill yeah. um, and find a different career path that they choose. But um, so just super impactful for the community. Great. Uh, well, thank you, Teresa. I appreciate you taking the time today and for all the work that you do uh, here in El Paso County. So thank you for coming. Well, thank you for having me. If you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, you can find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>